0: Welcome to christian revival church once again family we know this week's message will truly bless you titled whoever calls on
1: the name of the lord enjoy how I many of you need help this morning in some area of your life there is something that you need god to do something you cannot do for yourself uh, it may be a dream it may be a vision it may be a challenge it may be a hurt it may be a pain it may be something that you are going through or somewhere that you are going to but you need help and when i say you need help you need god you need god to show up you need god to manifest himself you need god's power to manifest himself i want to tell you we still have a god that is a present helping times of need Welcome Cape Town this morning. Your pastor's not feeling well, so you're with us this morning. Pray for him, he'll be fine. And uh, to all the other churches with us, let me uh, do all those things. You know, I'm not very good at all those other things I like to preach. My message this morning, very simply for South Africa where we're at, but for you as well. 2024 will be your year, but you have to make up your mind to get out of neutral and to get into first gear. You say, what do you mean, pastor? And uh, maybe there's no longer a first gear because you are a battery-powered car. There's only one gear, okay? And uh, you need to run for what God has for you. But I want to say to you that you cannot uh, drag the baggages of, 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 of last year and your past into your future. I have a great message I'm preaching next week. Don't miss it. Uh, uh, a beggar's garment I wanted to preach it this morning but I'll get there next week and it's going to help you, liberate you and launch you into what God has for you but we have to get rid of some stuff we have to deal with some stuff to move on into what God has for us so my message this morning very simply is whoever calls on the name of the Lord I said whoever calls on the name of the Lord South Africa as never, we are going to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going to happen. People ask me all the time, what do you think, Pastor? It really doesn't matter what I think. What I think is I'm going to call on the name of Jesus more than ever. What I think is we are going to pray louder and we are going to position ourselves and we are going to get fed up with being fed up and we're going to tell the devil where he should go. Come on. And we are going to see what God promised goodness and mercy manifest in the beautiful country of South Africa for all the people of South Africa. And we are going to see this yoke of poverty and crime and violence and unemployment broken over this country. If you believe it believer today, jump to your Meet somebody and shout amen in Jesus' name. So uh, a word of deliverance this morning, and I hope you are ready for God to show up in your life. I don't care how long the delay, I do care. I mean, it doesn't matter. Because a thousand years with us is like a day with the Lord. So God's timing is perfect. Romans 10 verse 13, the Bible says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I understand that the most important saving is God's saving grace that saves you spiritually. But we need more than that. We need God to show up in South Africa. We need God to show up in your life. And God promised that He will show up by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. In Joel chapter 2, verse 32, it says, It shall come to pass in those days, the last days, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Come on. I don't know who your Lord is this morning. I don't want to say it's maybe a political party. I don't know who your Lord is, but is there somebody today that unashamedly will stand up and call on the name of their God? Come on. I hope it's not Paul. I hope some ancestor I hope it's not some songoma I hope it is the name that is above every other name the name of Jesus come on let's lift up the name of Jesus oh come on don't sit like that and look at me lift up the name of Jesus this morning because the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved for some trust in chariots some trust in horses but we shall remember the name of the lord hallelujah some trust in the arm of the strength, some trust in the natural, But we will remember that name that is above every other name, that name that is the name, that is the name that God gave to men to be saved. Whether it is from poverty, whether it is from bondage, whether it is from your past, there is a name I wanna tell you this morning that when we mention that name in belief that the demons shake and they quake that the corridors of hell shake and quake. When you say that name, the storm will be calm. When you say that name, the Lord will show up in your valley. When you call upon the Lord, He will show up in your your place wherever you are. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be said, Why have we made this a religion? I mean a little boy, when he's got a nightmare, he knows who to call. He calls his mama. Mommy! We go through storms and we are silent and we call on no one and yet God's given us not a name, but the name. He promises, he says, for in Mount Zion, which is the church and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance. The Lord has said among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So God promises deliverance, spiritually, South Africa. I'm going to hammer on South Africa because it's a critical year. We are going to see God bring deliverance to South Africa. We are going to see God bring deliverance to your life. We are going to see God bring deliverance to your family. Can you say amen today? Spiritually, emotionally, mentally financially. God is going to show up. God's going to bring deliverance. God's going to manifest His goodness in your life. Come on. Jesus did not just die on a cross to get you to heaven. He died on the cross to redeem you from the curse and the yoke of slavery. He died on that cross to buy you out of the land of bondage. I want to tell you this morning, my brother, my sister, you don't have to live bound no more for was for freedom that Christ has set you free. He sent the power of the Holy Ghost and you will not stay in your prison any longer because He came to open the prison doors. Come on, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. You need to become sick and tired of being sick and tired. And believe God that this is my year. This is my year for breakthrough. This is my year to come out of my prison. On the cross He purchased your full redemption. He purchased you back, spirit, soul, and body. So you should not live bound any longer. You should not live oppressed and depressed any longer. Because in Zion, there will be deliverance. But we need to call on that name in Zion and recognize that name. And elevate that name in South Africa and put that name in its rightful place in our schools, in our education. You talk about moral decay, the answer, J-E-S-U-S, that's the answer. We have to bridge the Gospel and when Jesus shows up, the power of immorality will be broken over our young people, come on. Somebody just catch the Spirit this morning and shout Amen and give Him a praise, hallelujah. I believe God's gonna show up in this year. Because it's as critical as 94. Look, chapter 4, Jesus makes a clear statement. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, that's the Messiah, because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He doesn't stop there. He says, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Your heart broken, God wants to heal you. God doesn't want you broken any longer. Bound by the guilt of shame. He came to set you free. He came to proclaim liberty to the captive. God doesn't want you bound no more. Not by alcohol, not by drugs, not by fear, not by shame. He came to open the prison door to set you free. He came to restore sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That means the year of jubilee. that means it's time to rejoice that means it's time to get ready for the goodness of God to manifest we know what Jubilee means is debt cancellation All your accumulated debt in the year of Jubilee was written off. And that's what Jesus did on Calvary. He wrote your debt off. He canceled your debt. He forgave you. He broke the power of sin over your life. He broke the consequences of sin over your life. That means you're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to poverty. You're not a slave to fear. You have been delivered by Jesus Christ Himself. Hallelujah. So He came as your Saviour and your Lord. He came to sin you, save you from your sin, but He also came to deliver you from the powers of darkness. Acts chapter two, the manifestation of Joel chapter two. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's you this morning. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You're not gonna talk about your negativities and your fears. You are gonna prophesy the word of the Lord over your future. Your sons and your daughters shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Now I'm turning 30 this year and I'm still seeing visions. I haven't started dreaming. I said, please God, please, please, please. Having grandkids is enough, okay? Don't make me feel old. Don't give me a dream. Just give me a vision, amen? Anybody knows what I'm saying here this morning, okay? He says, and on my servants and maidservants, I will pour out of my spirit. Now, if God knew the whole world was gonna be in, in rot and decay and people were gonna face challenges, Why does He just send a politician? He sends a deliverer. He sends a saviour. He sends somebody that has the power and the authority to get you out of your prison. And I'll tell you how God is going to do it. In the wonderful name of Jesus and by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to come by your smarts and your sharps and your negotiations. It's going to come by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. And it's going to come by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, say amen this morning, we are going to see God break some burdens. We are going to see God destroy some yokes. Those chains are going to fall off, and you are going to run free into all that God has for you. Shout, Amen! This morning, in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Isaiah ten twenty-seven, the yoke shall be destroyed because of or by the anointing. I'll tell you, South Africa, this yoke, you may say, Pastor, you're spiritualizing things. You know I don't do that. But this yoke of poverty shall be destroyed. I said, this yoke of poverty shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said, this yoke of poverty shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. shout amen in Jesus' name. So God sent deliverance to Zion. In the name of Jesus. The Saviour has come. Your deliverance has come. You have to recognize it and call on His name. You say, Pastor, it as simple as that. Well, that's where it starts, okay? Stop talking about your doubts and your fears and, and, and position yourself and call on the name of Jesus. And the greatest prayer you can pray at times is, Jesus, help. You don't have to pray fancy prayers, because it's not fancy prayers that move God. It is passionate prayers that move God. God help, I don't know what to do. Like Jehoshaphat on the battleground, I don't have power against what is happening, but God I'm gonna position myself and I'm gonna turn my eyes to Jesus and I'm gonna call upon your name because this devil has come to throw me out of my inheritance, but I've made up my mind if disaster or pestilence or sword comes against me, I'm gonna run to your temple. and I'm gonna position myself in your presence and I'm gonna call upon the name that is above every other name. Come on, somebody going through a valley, somebody facing a storm, jump to your feet and give Jesus a little bit of a praise, come on. No, come on, that's half a praise, people. This is not emotion. This is not high, this is hope, this is what we do. We call on the name of the Lord because the Lord said, I will be in Zion. My presence will be in Zion. My anointing will be in Zion, hallelujah. Call out on the name of the Lord for your son, for your daughter, for your business, for your health, for somebody, lift up the name of Jesus because God says, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him as the name. Everybody else wants to replace that name. Governments want to take his place. Educators want to take his place. Scientists want to take his place. But the Bible says God has highly exalted him. And God has given him the name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in the heaven, things on the earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord the glory of God of all. I'm telling you the devil's works are gonna come down. I'm telling you the devil's plans over your life is gonna be confused. I'm telling you that God is gonna show up in your battleground. He's gonna walk you through your storm. He's gonna keep you in the fire because he's the Lord of the valley. He's the Lord of the storm in Jesus' name. So, so, so when we go through trouble, I know we run to doctors and we should and we run to psychiatrists and some of you should and we run to um, wherever. But before that, before that, I said before that, before that, because if you're not in a battle, you're not alive. Because the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. He wants to steal the future of your children. He wants to steal your health. He wants to steal your business. Everybody is in a battle and you have to realize it. And stop acting like you're living in a time of peace only. You have to show up on the battlefield. You have to. You can't take your white hanky and wave it and think the devil is going to leave you alone. Because he's not going to leave you alone. You may be fine, but then it's going to come for your wife. Your wife may be fine, but then it's going to come for your child. Your child may be fine, but then it's going to come for your health. Your health may be fine, but then it's going to come for your emotion. Your emotions may be fine, but then it will come for a close friend, etc., etc., etc. etc. You know what I'm talking about. It's not some little game. but That's why coming to church is critical. It's the most important thing you can do weekly because deliverance flows from Zion. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Here I come to seek the word of the Lord and the presence of God. Here I come to connect with God because I'll tell you this, listen, spiritual flakes. None of you, yeah, watching on TV. God bless you for all your hate mail in any case, if you ever send it. But uh, Oh, pastor, I don't need the church. Really, go rewrite the Bible because you can't give me one scripture in that. Because your relationship with God will flow from your relationship with God in your church. You're not going to have a relationship with God outside the church without having a relationship with God in the church because what God did on the day of Pentecost was birth His church. Establish His church, a base of operation, a place of power and authority. God did it. So if you dismantle the church, watch out. Because you're not busy doing what God's doing. said, I will build. You break, God builds. Where are you? Who are you standing with? God said, I will build my church. And the Bible is clear what the church is. Go read your Bible. Acts chapter 2. How God birthed the church. What the purpose of the church was. And the first thing God did was pour out the Holy Ghost so that He could deliver and so that from His church, the river and the power of His anointing could flow through society. Then persecution came because the church was so powerful. I know that there are people in government that fear the church. Therefore they will do everything in their power to shut the church down, to minimize the church, to discredit the church because they know the power of the church and the authority. So they will try to neutralize the church, but they cannot and they will not because we're going to see godly politicians stand up and become defenders of the faith. Say amen. Come on. The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, Proverbs 19, verse 10 says, is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. Planned against you, but you are safe. I don't care how hot your fire is, you are safe. Because the name of the Lord is your defense. I don't care what that devil planned. I don't care what fire you are in this morning. I mean, I don't care, but you're not alone because there's somebody with you in the fire and the devil knows that Nebuchadnezzar saw that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego was not alone. There was a fourth person that showed up in the fire and his name is Jesus Christ. That's why I tell you that this fire has no power over you. What the devil plotted and schemed against you has no power over you because there is another one. You may not know it, but the devil knows it. He may be invisible to you, but it's not invisible to the devil because the devil knows God is sustaining you, that your hair will not be cinched and that fire has no power over your business, over your marriage, over your emotions over your children. You just have to call on the name of Jesus and refuse to bow to this world's agenda. You call on the name of Jesus and that child of you that you think have lost his mind is gonna come back to his senses. Why? Because you call on the name of the Lord And as you call on the name of the Lord, the power of the Holy Ghost is released, come on. And the power of the Holy Ghost is gonna move and touch your child in that club, touch your child in that relationship. And suddenly that boy like the prodigal, he's gonna come back to his senses, that husband that is an alcoholic. You call on the name of the Lord, you don't criticize him. And when you see again the power of the name of Jesus is gonna touch him and he's gonna be saved. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him a bit of praise In the name of Jesus I feel the Holy Ghost talking and he's lifting up Jesus I feel the Holy Ghost talking and he's lifting up the name of Jesus I hear the Holy Ghost talking and he's lifting up the name of Jesus Hey, I hear the Holy Ghost talking and He's lifting up the name of Jesus. Come on, can't you join the Holy Ghost this morning and glorify that name? Oh, come on, come on, come on, somebody. You have to praise God in your presence. I know that this is well, not you think a church service shouldn't be this, but this is a church service. praising, praising, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Praise him. I hear the Holy Ghost talking and He's lifting up Jesus. I know I'm singing between the keys, but that's okay. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can call in the name of Jesus, you can call in the name of Jesus. I sing notes that don't even exist because I'm a creator. I hear the Holy Ghost talking and He's lifting up Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I hear the Holy Ghost talking and He's lifting up Jesus. Come on somebody man, stop acting like like, like like you have no hope Stop acting like you are dead, you are not dead You may feel dead, but you're not dead Get up on that battleground. ground For the Lord says the battle is not yours, but the Lord's Come on Jehoshaphat You may be surrounded by armies You may be surrounded by impossible odds But I'll tell you We have a strong tower we have a defender, we have a deliverer, and his name is Jesus. And the Bible says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can you do it one more time this morning? Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, there's actually a song like that. I actually got it totally wrong, but you all are too young. You're not Pentecostals, you're boring. Now don't do that to me. Don't do that to me because then Johannesburg's not gonna know what hit them. I'm gonna fly in there it's like. A... Oh come on man, just praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him in the fire, Praise him in the storm. They're in television land. come on, praise him, praise him. I hear the Holy Ghost talking. I hear the Holy Ghost talking, not the devil. I hear the Holy Ghost talking, not my depression. I hear the Holy Ghost talking, not my fear. I hear the Holy Ghost talking, not my shame. I hear the Holy Ghost talking. And he's lifting up the name of Jesus, South Africa. He's lifting up the name of Jesus over your family. He's lifting up the come on, come on. I know some of you are desperate. You've done everything you know how to do for that child. But I tell you, you've done what you've done and you've run out of options and God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Turn your focus back to Jesus and lift lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, will you do it for one more moment in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to be in a runaway train and I have still things to do today. Take your seat, please. (sighs) Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. That's where your safety lies, your deliverance. It's in the person of Jesus, but it's in the name. You have to lift your eyes back and get your eyes back to Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus. The minute you take your eyes off Jesus, you'll find yourself sinking, floundering like Peter. In the midst of the storm, started the business walking on the water by the word of God. And then he saw the raging wind and the storm. There are many storms. We're not overwhelmed by those storms. We are designed by God to overcome those storms in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, we know the story, Matthew 14, he began to sink and sinking. Some of you feel like you are sinking. Some of you were sinking last year and you are sinking from last year into this year. With its emotional, I'm speaking death over you. I'm speaking reality. But I'm telling you, stop talking about your past. Stop talking about your yesterday. Stop focusing on the storms, the what could have been, the what should have been. And turn your eyes back to Jesus. You say, Pastor, is it as simple as that? You better believe it. You have to get your eyes back to Jesus. You have to realize, I'm not going to get through this without Jesus. I'm not going to go to the other side without Jesus, South Africa. We are not going to see poverty broken. I pray to God, every politician gets it without Jesus Christ. We're not going to see crime eradicated from our country without Jesus Christ. We're not going to see education healed without Jesus Christ. We have to bring Jesus back to our society we have to bring the name of Jesus back to Parliament let the other people call on their gods I don't care I don't judge they can go have their own prayer sessions in Parliament the Muslims can pray the Jews can pray let them pray to their gods but let the Christians call on the name of the Lord God most high and let the name of Jesus be glorified let the name of Jesus be echoed in the corridors of Parliament in the halls and assembly halls of our schools. Let the name of Jesus be glorified because Jesus said, when you lift me up, I will lift you up. I will draw all men. I will bring you out of your poverty, out of your shame, out of your depression, but you have to lift me up first. Hallelujah. I think if, if, if these politicians had the answer, the country would be fixed. It's more broke. I don't criticize you, I'm telling you, you're trying to heal a country that you can't because you've taken God out. And if you can't acknowledge that and bow to this God, who are you? If you can't acknowledge a a, a name above your ANC party or your DA party or your EFF party, who are you? Yeah, you all shout when I preach. But when I get truth into context, you're not happy. Because you've built your little altar. OANC, ANC. OANC, feed us, feed us. OANC, help us, help us. OEFF, EFF, deliver, deliver us. ODA, DEA, come fix our roads. Da, da, da. What you do and what you don't. It says it all about politicians, right? Psalm 124 verse 8, the Bible says, Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made the heavens and the earth. Say, Amen. amen. Psalm 118 verse 5, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me, and He set me in a broad place. You know, sometimes people are not desperate enough until they're desperate enough. And sometimes people are not desperate enough to ever be desperate enough. I don't know, get it that this country, that our politicians minimize God in society. And every now and again, when they see the, the Christians happy, let's call a day of prayer. We need more than that. We need a nation. Listen, we need need leaders that will humble themselves before God. We need leaders that will cry out to God. We need leaders that will ask God to heal our country. Because that's where it's going to start. When we call out on a name that is above every other name. Because there are certain things we cannot fix. All your plans, all your schemes, there are... And the bigger your vision is, the more you're going to need God. Let me just tell you this. And people think the higher they go, the less they need God. And that's where they make the mistake. When your platform is bigger, you need a bigger altar. You need to pray more. Spend more time in God's presence because you become a bigger target. Now you have a lot of money in the bank now. You're too busy to get to church. Now you need to be in church. Whenever you can get yourself in the presence of God, not your money has become your God or something else has become your God, I have to tell you the truth. You have to elevate the name, exalt the name because that's the name that God gave the church. That is the name that unlocks your authority and your power because all heaven's resources is vested in that name, in the person. But you know, everybody has a name. Some people say it's not just a name. Well, if I, if I call your name Louis, do you hear me? We cannot ignore him and get on with life and exclude him. I mean, when you look at Shadrach, Meshach and ago, they did nothing wrong, but they found themselves in the midst of a burning fire and they were believing God for deliverance. They refused to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's image and they heated that fire seven times more. I have to tell you, my brother and my sister, sometimes things have to get hotter before God shows you up because God needs the right temperature. Sometimes things are going to get badder. It's a bad English. It's going to get worse. It's American. Uh, um, uh, For God to show up because then you will know God delivered you. And I'll tell you, you may be in a fire this morning. God's going to show up. You may be sinking like Peter this morning. God's going to show up. He cried out to Jesus. The Bible says immediately, Jesus stretched out His hand and He delivered Him. You have to call on the name of the Lord because you are still alive God's not abandoned you Jehoshaphat Judah three armies innumerable odds attacking them what did they do they realized we have no power they said "Our eyes are upon you and they trusted in the God of the heaven And they said to God, God, you have all the power. You have all the authority. We hear what these people say, but we heard what you said first. You said, this is our land. So we are not moved by what we see. We are not moved by the devil. We are moved. I have to pause the television audience. Jump over to our social media platforms. God loves you. I love you. Come on, follow that name of Jesus. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God has not abandoned you. Give yourself to Jesus this year. God bless you. Give them a hand clap. Hallelujah. And they build a temple. Listen, you can read it, Second Chronicles 20. They said, We come to this house because your name is in this house. And when the enemy comes, we run to your house and we position ourselves and we put our eyes upon you and we cry out to you. Need to read the prayers, people pray because it's profound. Sometimes I hear people pray and I think, What are you praying? there's is dialogue with God and when you run out of answers you have to tell God? That's not unbelief. I need you to show up, Father. You promised this and this and this and this, but this and this and this is happening. That's what Joseph had did. He said, Yeah, they ought to throw us out of our inheritance. That's what the devil does wants for South Africa. We have prophetic promises for this nation. That's why I talk to the nation and, and love this nation. Because we have prophetic promises and Satan knows it. And he wants to destroy this country, but he cannot. I said he cannot because God sent us a saviour. God sent us a deliverer. God gave us the name that is above every other name. Come on, we have to close this morning. Will you join me this morning and stand to your feet there in Bloemfontein, there in Cape Town, you're in Pretoria. And let's just lift up that name of Jesus one more time over our lives, over our nation, over our situations. Come on, just lift your hands to him this morning. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Father, won't you show up. You promised again and again and again. You're a God of deliverance. And I ask you to show up in power and might. As we call on your name, Father. As we sanctify you. In every era of our lives. By giving you preeminence. I pray that you will show up, as you promised. For in Zion there shall be deliverance. This is your promise to your people, Father, deliverance. I pray for every person in this place, whatever they may face. I don't know, but you know. And Father, you see, you present, you hear, you care, and you answer. Therefore, we know as we stand before your throne of grace, we are not helpless and we are not hopeless because our eyes are upon you and you've given us promises for this country, for this church, for every business, for every individual and we turn our eyes back to you and we exalt the name of Jesus. We exalt, elevate, enthrone the name of Jesus above every other name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. They were overwhelmed. For some, the fire has been getting hotter. That child is behaving worse. That business has regressed. We know, Father, you will not abandon or fail or forsake us. Therefore, we position ourselves as Joseph and Judah did. And we thank you that you've heard our prayers. And that you promised the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. And that you are busy orchestrating every individual's deliverance. That even while people are standing here today, that a rebellious teenager is changing. Right now, Father. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost, right now. Burdens are lifted. Yokes are destroyed. Right now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost. Right now, confusion. It's lifted, broken. Let your presence rain upon us this morning. Let your presence rain upon us this morning. Let your holy presence rain upon us this morning. Let your presence fall upon us this morning. Come Holy Spirit. my name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Come on, have a moment. Have a moment. Have a moment. The presence of God is all over you.
0: Come on, family, that as we remain in a place of worship, what an amazing presence of God all over this building. And as we heard the message this morning, that many of you are standing in this building with every head bound. And every eye closed and believer's praying in this place. There are so many of you standing here and you're crying out to God to save you. But He's not even part of your boat. He's not in it. He's not even guiding and leading you. You are doing it by yourself. And we want to tell you this morning that it's impossible to go through that breakthrough, to receive that healing, whatever you've been asking God for outside of Him. And this morning, as every head is bowed and every eye closed and believer's praying, Maybe you're standing in this place. And if you had to be honest, you have no assurance of salvation. You do not even know if you have a relationship or not. But we want to encourage you. Today is the day of salvation. That if you can call out to God today, on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. There are many of you standing in this building. You used to serve God, but for whatever reasons, you drifted away things has happened and you moved away from God but God is bringing you to a still stand today because He's looking for you He loves you more than you can ever imagine maybe not even sure if heaven is your home but you want to make sure this morning today you have that opportunity so as every head is bowed and every eye closed and believers praying if that is you and you fall into any one of those three categories this is your time to come back to Him. If that is you, quietly wherever you are, just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I'm coming back. I want to reach out to God. Come on, so you stretch forth your hand and as you reach to Him, He will reach to you. Come on, if that is you, put up your hand. Come on, you say, God, I'm coming back. So many hands all over this building. Thank you, here on the flank, on the top, here in the middle, at the top. Come on, if that is you, you lift it. You say, God, I'm coming back. I'm not asking you this morning, do you have a church membership? I'm not asking you, do you belong to a church? But I'm asking you, do you know that you know that you have a relationship? Because the Word says we have no promise of tomorrow. If you already lifted your hand, you can put it down for us, family. If you have not slipped it up, now, slip it up in Jesus' name. Come on, so many hands are being lifted. Come on, God loves you. Maybe there were things yesterday that you've done that you shouldn't have done. And the guilt is eating you up this morning. But God is knocking on your door. He loves you. He wants to take you out of the things that you where you, where you are and with what you are busy with. Come on, if that is you, lift up your hand now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. So many hands. Thank you, family. You can put on your hands. We want to say to every single one of you that's standing in the front. Maybe you've been through hardship, and as our pastor spoke this morning, maybe you've been in that fire. Maybe you're busy drowning. But this morning, the Word says that as we call on Him, He will save you. The first thing that He will save you, He will save you from yourself. He will save you from the sin that is keeping you ensnared and He will give you a life that you never imagined. And the amazing thing is, family, when you pray this morning, you become part of a family and everyone in this building are excited. We're clapping our hands, we're shouting because we know your life will never be the same again and you become part of our family. Then in a moment, as we're going to lead you, we'll have the opportunity to pray with you, to walk with you, to help you and guide you in the weeks. We all saw the passion that our pastor preached with this morning. He preaches this way because He loves you and that you matter to Him and every single person standing at the altar, you matter. You matter to God and you matter to us as a church. So please be so kind just to close your eyes, to put your hand on your heart and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. You're gonna ask God to come and save you. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins Lord, I'm sorry that I lived without you, but today I come to you. I believe that you died for all my sins, that you rose again, and you live forevermore. I thank you, Father, that from today I'm a brand new person. The old has passed and the nearest has come. In Jesus' name, amen. What a life-changing word from Pastor Bosco. We know that this word will have a great impact in your life. And if you're in one of our locations, feel free to visit us for our celebration services every Sunday. For more information, visit our website at crcchurch.com.